0: Welcome to the podcast. I'm Anita Joyce, and I'm here with Kelly, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks. We're talking about how to use a color rule, rule in your home today, and it's episode 281. The show notes for today's episode can be found at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 281. Does everyone know what the color rule is? Uh, what do is the color hint? rule, Kelly? Oh,
1: good question, Anita Jean. The color <laughs> rule is a rule that really you should hesitate to break. Uh, It is going to give balance to the colors in your room. It's a a degrees to which you should use colors in your room, the proportions of the colors, the percentages. So 60% should be your main color, 30% should be your secondary color, and 10% should be an accent color. Now you can tweak this rule in a few different ways and we'll talk about that as the episode goes on, but we really want you to keep this rule in mind. If you're not familiar with it at all, we're going to go a little deeper into it. Uh, If you have heard of it before or you utilize it or you think you're utilizing it, start imagining if you're not at home right now, like what your home looks like. How much of a certain color do you have in a room and are you adhering to this rule?
0: Yeah, and if you have a neutral room, you may be not following it exactly, and that's okay. There's a lot of different ways to approach the rule, uh, but traditionally it is the 60-30-10. Uh, another way you can think of it is two-thirds, one-third, and a little pop thrown in mm-hmm. if you don't yeah. like math.
1: Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan, but you know, you, you really can't get through the day without math. But, and, that, and that's why I have Anita because she's very good at math. So, here's the thing you think about. So, what is the 60? That's sort of your main color. And we're talking about not, access, not just accessories. We're talking about the whole shebang. So, the walls, uh, the paint color of the walls, maybe the flooring, even. You're going to think of the 60 is going to incorporate a lot of that type of color, where that color is. So it's sort of like your backdrop color. The secondary color you can think of depending on the type of room you're considering. Drapes, accent chair, the bed linens, any painted furniture. So it's a color that's going to support the main color. You want to have it different enough. Uh it can be wildly different, but you at least want it to be different enough that it doesn't sort of just look like a different shade or you of the other color. You know, because then you, you really tend to the monochromatic and that that's a little bit more difficult and that doesn't really fall within the rule. So you want to have it a little bit uh, off from the main color for sure. And then you're gonna have your 10% is your accent color. So Again, think about different types of rooms. It could be pillows, toss pillows. It could be a basket for a plant. It could be accessories. It could be a tray. It could be a throw, things like that, that's just going to bring in that pop.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, it's, if you think about it, if you see stripes often on something, there's kind of a weight to the stripes versus the other color. And this 60-30-10, it's it's a balance thing. So, I mean, think about if you had maybe a stripe in the center of a blue stripe and the rest of it was white, that kind of makes sense. But I think it would be weird if you had, I mean, I shouldn't say weird, but it's not as typically done where maybe you have a towel or something and one side is one color and the other side is another color. I mean, so there is something to this. 60, 30, 10, because 50, 50, I think would feel off balance in a way. Yeah that's a really good way to put it. I wasn't sure what you were talking about
1: initially with the stripe, because I know we're going to talk about patterns in a little bit, but I see what you're saying now. What You're saying like if there was a stripe and then there was some white and then maybe you had a thin line or something, you're saying in a pattern like how that would all play together.
0: Well, I'm saying if you had a stripe in this, right, maybe a stripe is a third of the whole width of a, a towel, Mm-hmm. and the rest of it's white, it feels balanced. But mm-hmm. if there's one side of the towel is one color, 50%, and the other 50%, the other side of the towel is a different color, that doesn't feel balanced. Right. They're almost fighting, right? Mm-hmm. Because who is going to be dominant? You're kind of like, I don't – I I think it's almost like a confusion feel, mm-hmm. your brain. I mean, this is why we talk about the limited color palette all the time because I think your brain is saying like, I don't know which color is the most important one here. yes. Or, Mm-hmm. So it's not pleasing to the eye. And there's I don't think in general tension. it is. No, mm-hmm. right. I mean that's why I think you want this you, that you don't want equal amounts of every color because if that happens, it just it has this confused feel to the room. And I think there's there's something to that. And if you you know you can certainly test it out in your own room and see if you you know what we're t- you know to see if 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 it holds true for you. But there if you start looking at patterns. And designs of fabrics, you'll see that this rule is used a lot, especially in stripes. Right. So this this
1: bigger rule that we're talking about that you can apply to all, all the rooms in your house actually in a small scale is being utilized in a p- pattern of a, on a fabric, you know, in the repeat of it, in wallpapers, in all sorts of places, this 60-30-10 um, comes into play.
0: Yes. Yes. And I think it's something that just helps the room to feel balanced. So obviously your biggest palette, your biggest way to introduce color in a room is going to be the color on the wall. So that whatever color is on, on your wall, that's probably going to be the color that is your 60. And I think in most homes that tends to be a fairly neutral color. It tends to be a uh, white or a cream or a, a gray some sort of color like that. And I, when I was preparing for, to talk about this, uh, the color rule, I was thinking, you know, I really want to do a room in a dark color on the wall. I think that would be fun because I end up going with light colors on the wall and dark colors in, in accents. But I think that would be fun to do that again. I haven't done that in a long time where you have a dark color on the wall. Yeah, actually,
1: while you were saying that about the white, and I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, that's so true. But when, like, I would love to do a navy room, and you know, I'm not even a blue girl, but well, I, just, I know, there's something about navy that is just so pretty. But then, you I mean, so don't think if you're that your 60 has to be a creamy white. No, it doesn't have or, to be. It
0: just typically is. It
1: typically is. But right, but if you particularly in a a smaller room or a room that can take. Um, a dark color, like a study type of room, something like that, you can apply this rule to any any colors. So you could do the darker and the really bold color could be your 60. And then in some cases, you know, the maybe the white is your 10%. But it's just sort of keeping that balance and keeping that proportion. And it gives you the flow too, because as Anita was giving that example with, you know, the towel, one side is blue and one side is white. Well, there's no flow there. There's tension, or there's confusion, but there's no flow. So if you've got the 60, 30, 10, and it's working all around the room, you don't, you're not going to have all the 10% in one side of the room and then the 30 in the middle, and then the whole rest of it's going to be the 60. It's all going to be working together to create this flow. So those colors will be all around Bringing your eye all around the room. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and I've done a lot of rooms before I went more neutral, where there was a lot of color all over the room. But I tried to limit it to, like we said, kind of the to three, and that's that's helpful to kind of just pull it all together. And if you have a neutral room, I think you can go with different shades, perhaps of the same color or. You know, it's just going to be a little different mix if you have a neutral room. And I used to, when I first had lots of color in my Tuscan phase, we talk about uh, a lot of us had a Tuscan phase. And then I went very neutral. I know, I know, mm-hmm. Miss Optumnal. So whatever you want to call it. Uh, but then I got rid of all the color. And I went very neutral and it was a very new thing for me. And this was around 2011 when I went very neutral and I had so much color in my house. And I wanted to try a neutral thing. And you can't just go halfway and make it work. You really need to go full on with the neutral to to make it. You can't go half neutral. If it's half neutral, it's not neutral. Uh, So I kind of went with all whites and creams. I really kind of pulled almost all the color out of the room. And then I felt like it felt a little flat. So once I got to that point, I started adding some color back in and felt like I really do need some accent color in the room. So, I mean, that's kind of part of... The rule, though, is that it's good to have some contrast in the room. You don't want it all. And that's also what we've talked about with some people that have the white rooms that don't have any other color in the room. If it's just white and all, especially if it's all the same shade of white, there's no contrast. And it doesn't, it's just as bad as the 50-50 when you have 51 color and 50 another. If you have all white and no other anything else in the room, that feels flat, too. That feels Maybe not tense and cluttered and stressful, but it feels boring.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And floaty and doesn't, yeah, you need something. And the fun thing about it is this accent color. You know, the main color could be interesting uh, and dramatic, like we're saying, but most of the time, because it's a larger room or you just want to have a neutral backdrop or a white backdrop. You're going to have those lighter whites and creams and topey colors, but and then the secondary color can, can be kind of interesting. But the accent color is really where the fun comes in. Mm-hmm. And if you choose the sixty and the thirty colors well, then the accent color can change, and it's such an easy way to switch it out. We've talked about that with our neutral uh, neutral homes or you know neutral palettes that we've now come to love. Part of the thing that I love about it is that it's so easy to put pull out a color and just snap it another color and change it, you know, almost on a whim or change it seasonally if you feel like it. It's, it's so much fun just to take out maybe some pillows, a throw, and maybe, uh, you know, a couple of accent pieces and bam, the the look is so different. depending on what the 60 and 30 is, you could be doing that whether you're neutral or not. Don't you think, Anita?
0: Oh, I think so. And I've actually seen uh, one of our friends, is it dimples and tangles? She has lots of color in her room and a lot of pattern, a lot going on. But I remember looking at one of the pictures very closely one day and I thought, she's got a neutral sofa. Mm -hmm. I thought, what a smart girl because all these other colors, she can switch them out if she wants. So yeah, I think if you've got the neutral base, it's much more flexible. If you're one of those people that you decorate it once and you're done for 10 years, then then you're, you're fine. But if you really like changing things up all the time, neutral is a great base to go with. And then you can kind of mix in whatever patterns, whatever you're feeling that week, or you can change it out as the seasons change.
1: Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today.
0: And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. So I think you can really use this 60-30-10 rule, not just with colors, but with patterns. So what you can do is use one pattern, 60% of use in the room, and then choose another one for 30%. And then a third pattern is going to be used just sparingly, 10%. And I think the way I would recommend splitting that up is to use the splashy, the boldest, biggest print as the accent, the 10%. And then the other two prints are going to be simpler with fewer colors, maybe a stripe or a check, something that's a smaller print and something that's coordinates, but maybe it has fewer colors than the splashy print. I mean, what do you think about that, Kelly?
1: Yeah, that's the way I would traditionally do it. Uh, like, even if you're thinking you're 10%, it could be... I'm just kind of in my mind's picturing pillows because that's a really easy thing to imagine. So imagine pillows on a sofa, and you've got, um, you know, some big floral, and then maybe you've got a stripe, and then maybe you've got something small, a small paisley or small dots or something, where and it's all pulling in the same colors and the same hues. and so it's all working together, but they're not fighting too much with each other. And even that ten, the ten percent. Maybe you say, oh, I love the big splashy floral and I like the stripe, but, you know, I can't really find a uh, small pattern that works with them that I really like. You could make that 10, you know, in now like personified as this pillow. I guess it's not personified, mm-hmm. but, you know, acting as this pillow is right. your 10% just on the sofa in our example. Um, You could make that a Mongolian fur pillow in one of the colors. You could make it... Some sort of really textured pillow too, so it's so it's different. It mm-hmm. doesn't even have to be a pattern, but it can be like this standalone. It doesn't have to have a mate because lots of times you want to have pillows and have you know one on one side, one on the other side, and they're they're the same pattern. But this accent one. So if you're picturing sort of the traditional setup, you've got you know, your two uh, pillows, maybe twenty twos by twenty twos or twenties by twenties, and then a pillow which is in the 30% sort of next to it, and then you've got one in the center. The accent in the center, that little 10%, that can be kind of really anything. Anything fun I, and different.
0: I love the idea of throwing in something different? Maybe something with some fur, like you said, the Mongolian pillows. What about even some sort of animal print? I mean, you know, we all need a little cheetah in our lives, I think. (laughs) Or a little cougar.
1: I mean, excuse me. No, no. Um, Yeah.
0: Speak for yourself there.
1: Yeah, excuse me. I'm standing alone with my cougar outfit. Uh, No, I think that that is a really great idea. And of course. An animal print, you know, that's going to work with just about anything. So that's really fun. So you know, don't feel like it has to be okay. Now I need to find a small pattern that goes with it. That's going to mm-hmm. be my ten percent. Mm-hmm. You can pull that sort of, you know, out of anywhere as long as it's working with the the general palette that you've got going
0: on. But well, it, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be all th- three patterns. You could do some color with pattern, some solid mm-hmm. color for some of those, and then pattern. Right. some of those Mm -hmm.
1: yeah And, and I mean and obviously it's a it's a rule that can be broken if if you feel the need or if it just is working in your room. But 60 30 10 is just something that's it's it's like having the limited color palette and it's just it's giving you proportions really to that limited color palette and it helps narrow the universe a little bit too in a good way. You know and then once you've got it going on then you could say, hey, you know, maybe I just want to throw it off and get some, uh, uh, you know, a two two pops. So I'm doing like a 5% and a 5% or something like that. You know, that's more the advanced course of the rule. But I think that once you've got it down, you can start to tweak it and make it work for you. But it's a really good rule to
0: fall back on. Well, like so many rules in life, it's good to know what the rule is. It's good to master it. Once you've mastered it, once you feel comfortable with it, then I think that's the time to step back and say, is it working for me in this space? And maybe I want to change it up. But if you don't even know what the rule is and you end up with 50% one color and 50% another color, I think you're going to have confusion in the room. So that's why I think it is important to educate yourself and find out what these rules are because they are kind of a starting point. It's fine to break the rule as long as I, but I feel like it's good to know what the rule is and understand that you are breaking it and why you're breaking it and what's going on and why the rule exists. And that's going to keep you from getting that 50% of this color and 50% of that color. It's going to help you understand that there needs to be the main color, then maybe a supporting actor, and then your little character actor that's in there somewhere else.
1: Yeah. Well put. It's so true. And it's fabrics, colors. You know, I think that's people really have trouble narrowing it down. There's just, there's so many choices. So when you think about it, like, oh, you find one that you love. Oh, okay. This is a mid-sized pattern that I love. Well, then try to find a big, you know, a bigger pattern, something splashier that you love too, and then try to find something smaller and then see how you like all those swatches together. And, you know, I think that then you're well on your way. And it won't seem so daunting to pick things out for your beautiful home. Speaking of beautiful homes, Mm -hmm. we have so many, so many listener questions lately that um, we're trying to work one or two into each show. So today we have one for Patricia C. And this is about something that I hadn't really considered in a long time. And I hadn't really considered it being a dated look. Mm -hmm. Because dare say, Patricia, I do have it in my own master bath. Patricia's wondering about swag lighting. You know that lighting where you've got the fixture, but it needs to be someplace else. So you have the chain and it comes over and it's attached by a hook or some other device to the ceiling in the spot that you want it. Now, A, obviously this could be something that you need to do because of practicality or budgetary needs, maybe that's just where, or you're renting and that's just where the electrical box is, but that's not where your table is. Hence, that's not where you want your light to be. Or maybe you just like the look of swagging it over. It is a little, you know, more dramatic to have the extra chain and all of that. So we wanted to talk about, you know, A, what do we feel about swag lighting? And what do you do if that is the situation that you find yourself in?
0: Well, it's interesting that you bring this up because this was my mother-in-law's favorite look. She loved. She was a the swagger. Swags. Oh, she was a swagger. All right. And wow.
1: Mm, I didn't know. I have not oh. known too many people to swag more than maybe once in their house.
0: Well, she swagged everywhere. She if swagged you everywhere. could swag. She swagged. Wow. Oh. And she used when these. One instead swag of- is good. Ten swags. <laughs> even better. I don't know. She kind of liked it in place of a lamp. And I, you know, because these you can just, Well, it's a couple different things. One is because your lamp, because the light, the box might not be where you need it. And maybe your table is moved over. Yeah. So you might want to swag over maybe a foot to the left or right. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. But she actually did these where they were plugged in. So these were in place of lamps. So So and plug and swag. Okay. Yeah. Well, this was the 70s, I think, when she bought all these. It wasn't the 70s when I saw them. <laughs> but it was I think it was last she, week actually yeah but yeah, that's where she bought them so I you know I mean the ones she had um I was not a fan of um so these were not well I think you can probably overswag I'm thinking well maybe she can. had overswagged but I think that maybe the problem I had with the one she had were that was that they were um they just were dated. Well,
1: this, this is what's what it- Patricia's saying. She says she has to do it because you know, just the electrical box is there, and yeah, but just it's because in the wrong you have a and is it dated? And how could oh, she? but if it is dated, can how could she make it look better?
0: Okay. Well, but wait a minute. But I want to back up. If all you're doing is, if you have a chandelier and all you're doing is you had to swag it a foot this way or that to get it over the table, I don't think that is dated at all. That's just moving it. No. I don't think that's a problem at all. But those lamps that you plug in that have like the wicker and then the ball globe. Oh. oh, yes. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes,
1: yes. But I don't I, think that, no, I saw Patricia's uh No, fixture. Patricia, I, I'm sure that. you're...
0: Patricia, you're probably you're fine, That's and so I've funny. done that for the same reason. I don't think there's a problem with that at all. Well, I'm so glad because I went ahead and told her she was so
1: fine in an email, oh, well, and then I, I told her we would sure talk about it. I, wanted, I was like, oh, I hope Anita agrees. Yeah, because I have I have that situation in the master bath because before we were finished, I had them put the light box. In a place where I didn't really want to have it anymore because I wanted to have this chandelier that I found in the middle of the room. I didn't want it over the vanity, which is where I originally thought I would want a light fixture. Mm-hmm. So there it is, swagged. But I think because my chandelier in the bathroom, it's obviously not that big. It's in the bathroom. I just think it adds a little presence to it because it's got this actual swag going on. Oh, you
0: know? well, and it saves money. And do you know in the mountain? Oh, yeah, house, it's expensive. We had to, to move I those. moved where the table was going, I kind of moved it over. And so I so I had the electrician come and I said, hey, move that light over there. Well, I didn't realize because it's a cathedral ceiling, there was Mm. no place for them to go up in the attic to move Mm. the box. So it's actually a box you can see and then a conduit to the new box. And I was just like, dude's. If I'd known you were going to do that, I would have yes. just swagged it. What are you doing? So um, anyway, yes. and I could have saved a lot of money. So no, in that case, I think I think I'm I'm a fan of the swag if you need to do it. Do I think
1: it. I am too. And then what do you think so? The other thing I did say to Patricia um was about those chain covers. Mate, I mean, I don't think you need a chain cover, but if you didn't like your chain, how do you feel about those chain covers? I
0: think they're fine. I mean, I think that's really a personal preference. I mean, if you have them, they do get dusty, so you'll need to clean them more. But I guess you're going to have to dust the chain, too. So Mm -hmm. I don't know that there's much difference. I think the thing is, yeah, but if you have a chain that you like, maybe you're not going to feel like you need to cover it. And that is something that you can easily change out that chain. Yes. Yeah.
1: Actually, you can. I mean, even at the hardware stores, if you go No electrician required. No electrician required. Exactly. They have kind of cool chains at mm-hmm. hardware stores normally just on those bolts and you can
0: buy them by the foot. Yeah. So, oh, Patricia, yeah. I
1: think you're in really good shape with the swagging.
0: Well, and Patricia, if you want the cover, I say go for it. But if you don't want it, I
1: really don't think it's necessary. No, I don't. I'm, based on the the fixture she sent me the picture of, I don't think she would even need that. Hey, you guys, before we go today, uh, we just wanted to ask if everybody could either send a a prayer, if that's what you're comfortable with, or just some really good thoughts toward someone in our Decorating Tips and Tricks community. Uh, One of our listeners, and we had the pleasure of meeting her and her daughter and granddaughter at Roundtop. Her son-in-law had a really terrible uh, tragedy befall him. He had a... um, a stroke at 35 years old and uh, out of the blue and he's really fighting for his life and his name is jason and he fought for our country and and still is in the military and now he's fighting for his life so if everybody can just send up some prayers or good thoughts to jason uh, i know jackie b and her whole family would really appreciate that he's doing really well but it's going to be a long long road and um I thought we could come together and sort of just, you know, send what we can in the form of prayer and thoughts to their family.
0: Jason, we're pulling for you.
1: Yeah, he's been doing great. They didn't think he was ever going to come out of it. But um, tears to my eyes just thinking about um, what Jackie's been sharing. But so on that note, remember, we are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. And thank you for the beautiful community that has come together here at Decorating Tips and Tricks. You're all really, really special to us. Have a great day. Until next time. Hey, everybody. We want to thank you so much for listening to Decorating Tips and Tricks. And we want to make it even easier for you to listen. And it's easier if you subscribe. You just click the subscribe button on our website, www.decoratingtipsandtricks.com. Or you can subscribe through Apple Podcast or any of your favorite podcast listeners. So until next time.